Talk Show is brought to you by Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. are here tonight with the chatters that matters let's talk about it and i am your show host dr cheryl bryant bruce md the celebrity doc with my co-host the world famous hurricane h and tonight we are here bringing you an extra special guest our guest tonight is dr akmal Muwakil and Dr. Akmal Muwakil uh, has been a compl complementary medicine naturopath for 45 years. That's 45 years of experience. He is, has a PhD in nutrition and the doctor is a master Twina body therapist and Chinese herbalist. He's also the president and founder of the Energy Institute. And I've got something interrupting my screen. Energy Institute of the Healing Arts Foundation Incorporated and the Healing Arts Acupuncture Wellness Studio. He has provided Twina CEUs to massage therapists amongst others, uh, Dr. Akmal, teaches in many different venues and is active giving instruction in Clubhouse. So you'll definitely want to check Dr. Akmal out in Clubhouse. He studied acupuncture with Dr. Yunqin and herbal therapies Tai Chi and Qigong with Master Heg Robinson and Master Fred McShin. His body therapy skill began in the 80s when he attended the International School of Shiatsu and the Potomac, the Potomac Massage Training Institute for Western Massage. He received his BS, MA, and PhD from Clayton College of Natural Medicine in 2008 and Nutrition. In 2014, Dr. Mwakil graduated from the College of Acupuncture and Therapeutics with a degree in uh, acupuncture from Nova Scotia, Canada. Dr. Mwakil is a gifted author. He's author of Preventing and Healing of Female Imbalances, Cleansing Within the Seasons Through the Art of Fasting, Sweet Mysteries of Life, A Handbook to Naturally Heal Diabetes Mellitus, and food combining for optimum health. Let's welcome Dr. Akmal Muwakil. Greetings and welcome, and thank you for um, giving me this opportunity to share some of my knowledge with um, with your audience on this particular call. Thank you. 
Dr. Michael, thank you so much for being with us. And we're excited for you to bring all of that vast array of knowledge that you have about nutrition. So I'd kind of like to jump off starting this conversation, talking about two things that people are uh, really hitting hard on right now in terms of diets. You know, I mean, every, every few years or so, you'll have new diets coming around or uh, new nutritional uh, therapies, uh, new superfoods, so on and so forth. But the big talk right now is on lectins and CMOS. So what can you tell us about lectins? Well, when we, <clears throat> when we start to talk about lectins, you know, we, we have to look at the, the fact of, well, let me, let me, let me digress for a minute. Uh, you know, when I was a child, you know, mom would put them beans in a pot and soak them overnight. And I'd be like, why is she doing that? I, you know, just put the beans on the stove and cook them. Well, I didn't learn until, <laughs> until I became a, a nutritionist that mom understood lectins. Where she got that information from, I have no idea. But she understood the fact that lectins create disharmony in the body. It slows the digestive tract down. It causes people to be bloated, constipated. And when we start looking at lectins, lectins are on, you know, you have a lot of people who eat nothing but raw food. And so when they eat raw lectins like legumes and beans, what they'll find is they can find that they have gas afterwards. When we eat beans, you know, we used to have that saying, beans, beans, good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you <laughs> fart, you know. And so when we start talking about that, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that these, this, this protein has to have, you know, proteins have to have an, a, an acid base anyway in order for them to, to be degraded. And when I say degraded, I mean, when they'd be broken down in the system. But lectins are a little more special than that because most proteins are broken down in the stomach because of the nitrogen um, element in them. But with lectins, they kind of slip through there because of the fact that most lectins are bound to um, starches, that protein and that starch together. And so when you have that, that can confuse the entire body, and especially it confuses the stomach, which has the hydrochloric acid in it. So then it'll get down into the small intestines, which the beginning of the small intestines is an environment that is alkaline. And so it won't break down in that alkaline environment. What it'll do is it'll start to ferment. And that's why a lot of times people say, "Woo, I ate them beans and man, my abdomen <laughs> just rolling. I'm just, oh my God. And that's because of the fact that, that, that their body wasn't able to break down the lectins, you know? And so, and so lectins, you know, you're talking about things like beans, ligums, peas, soybeans, peanuts, 
um, some whole grains, um, and especially wheat, and and especially when you eat these foods when they're out of season. See, because if you eat them when they're out of season, then they're going then then the digestive tract is really not going to break them down. But when you eat them, in okay, season- let's talk about that. Let, let's let's stop right there and talk about that. When you say uh, eating them out of season, what is the season for most legumes? Or for for most lectin foods, the season is is starting to come around in terms of now, because you have to understand that beans and peas have heat to them. They're mm. they're warming foods, and so during the during the autumn and during the winter is when you is when you really should be eating beans, and they should be cooked. In the spring and the summer, you don't eat too many beans. You might eat a few chickpeas. And most of the time when you eat the chickpeas, you they've been made into hummus. And so mm-hmm. that that breaks it down so that your, your body can absorb it more. But the other piece of that is also the fact that because of its quality, it can cause you to have more mucus. And that's what lectins do. They create that mucus within your system. And so you're wondering why, well, why, why, why is my nose running? Why, you know, why, why am I congested? And, and you're congested because of the fact that they didn't, they didn't break down. So, but if you, if you. checks out because I mean, it always seems like we get that congestion and that, you know, kind of heaviness, the post-nasal drip, all of that seems to happen during the fall and winter months, during the summer and spring, we tend to be, if we're not allergic to, you know, the stuff that's blowing around in the air when the flowers come out, um, we don't tend to have all of that, that congestion and that heavy mucus and stuff. We're not coughing and all. So that checks out. That actually makes sense. And see, and see the autumn, which later I can tell you about the program I have going on, but the, but the autumn is the season of the lungs and the large intestines which means that this is the season to oxygenate the blood through the oxygenation of the lungs and to get rid of the waste byproducts from the foods that we've been eating through through the large intestines. And when lectins don't break down, they sit in the small intestines and they, and they ferment. Mm -hmm. And as they, as they continue to ferment, they continue to, to, to increase the, the sulfur and the methane in there, which then is going to cause issues. And, and a lot of those issues sometimes um, that you get when you eat lectins is um, you wind up constipated. And if mm-hmm. you have, and if you have things like diverticulitis or Crohn's disease or uh, um, what you, or any kind of bowel obstruction, what you're going to find is you're going to find that it's worse once you eat these lectins because of the factor that your body, your digestive tract is already shot because of the fact that you have that disharmony. But the second part of that is, is the fact that um, they've sat there and they've begun to, what I like to, what I like to title it is, is that they still cooking in the body when they should be leaving right. the body. Cause the body is what? Uh, 98.6 plus. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if that's sitting there in that, in that environment, it's still popping and cooking around in the intestinal tract. And so that's also 
what causes people to gain what we call weight, which is basically waste because of the fact of that this fermentation now is leaking into their gut, from their gut into their blood, which now is causing cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, fibromyalgia. I mean, all of those kinds of things because of the fact that you just ate legumes. You and know. this is what we call leaky gut syndrome. And, um, you know, we even have the leaky brain, uh, blood brain barrier. So it, it doesn't just affect the gut because there's a, the nervous connection between the gut and the brain. And I understand that they often call the gut the second brain. Absolutely. And and the other thing about, about lectins is the fact is that they they block the movement of the red blood cell so that it, it can start to coagulate together. Once it starts to do that, we wind up having tumors, aneurysms, because of the fact that the, the, the blood isn't able to flow, so it starts to block. Yeah. So, so we really have to be careful how we eat lectins. You know, you we they need to be boiled, okay. They they need to be uh, um, rinsed and and set overnight, so that so that it opens up not only the water solubles of it, but also the fat solubles of it, so that when mm -hmm. it goes into the system, it becomes fiber. And the fiber then begins to push the waste byproducts out of the body so that it begins to heal the intestinal tract, so and especially the gut, so that now the body can receive nutrients and absorb nutrients from foods that they're eating. Some of the side effects from that is like vomiting, nausea, um, you you wind up having an upset upset abdomen, uh, and um, if it gets real worse, it the body you know the body's real interested because what the body don't want in it it works to get it out, and so you beans beans the magical fruit the more you eat the more you tooth right and so and so what happens is is that you it, it either comes out through your mouth or it comes out through the rear, but it's coming <laughs> out of there. <laughs> You know, and so and so you wind up with, with 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 dysentery and diarrhea. I mean, so so and bloating and gas. And so you know, we have to we have to be we have to be careful when we eat those, and we have to make sure that they're cooked well. You know, you got to make sure that they're cooked well because if they're not cooked well, you know, that causes the issue because they don't digest. Yeah. Now, I was listening to um, a podcast yesterday. And I can't remember what his name. It's Dr. Brundy or Dr. Grundy or something like that. And he was saying that the only way that they should be cooked is with a pressure cooker. And I mean, I, I grew up on, on beans. We grew up on black beans, you know, and we never had a, we never owned a, pr a pressure right. cooker. So right. what, what do you say to that? I mean, uh, we've been cooking beans for a, a long time and there are many co countries that all they do 
is beans pretty much as a, a main staple in their diet and they're not using pressure cookers. So what, what would you say about that? So, so what I'd say about that is, is that um, on one hand, he is right, you know, because you need them to, to be cooked at a high temperature. Mm-hmm. But for for countries and people who who that's their staple of life, their body has become immune to it and has adapted to it so that they can eat it because they fix it the same way all the time. Mm. When 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 they're a child and they, and after breast being breastfed and then they go to the table and they give it to the child may start to have those kind of issues. But once once the body has established that this is a staple of life for this body, then what happens is the body then will say, oh, okay, come on in. I got something for you. I know exactly what to do with you. But we're here in the West. I'd actually like to uh, address a point that you just made when you talked about the, the breastfeeding of the babies. If beans are a, a a staple in a woman's diet and she is eating a lot of beans during breastfeeding, a lot of times you will get colicky babies because that does pass through the breast milk. And so, you know, when you have a, a baby, you know, mom brings it in and it's doing a lot of crying and, you know, the, the drawing up that they do and just generally letting us know that it's uncomfortable and having what we call colic, then you really do need to ask the mother about the diet. And, you know, if you're the mom, you really need to think about what are you eating that may be coming through that, that breast milk and beans are definitely one of those things that baby isn't going to be happy with you about. Absolutely. I mean, seriously. And so, and so like, right. Like, as you said, then, then the baby winds up uh, um, having it. And then later on, when the baby sits the table food, the body says, oh, we had this before. Wait a minute. Let's see how we, what we need to do with this here. And then after a while, the body will get used to it and say, oh, yeah, come on. You know, yeah, we got you. We got you. That kind of thing. But here in the West, you know, beans is not our staple. Right. Beans is not our staple. Now, hurricane comes from Morocco. Uh. Um, (laughs) Is beans the staple in Morocco hurricane? Uh, not, not really the main, not, not a staple, you know, it's more of a, something that you have every now and then. So it's not really a common food. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. usually it's a winter food and, right. uh, you know, right. same thing with lentils and, you know, that's, that's where you kind of warm up with those things. And, right. and it's funny, first of all, doc, I, I, I was just absorbing all the stuff you're saying, cause I, I'm, I'm being a sponge right now. I'm just taking it in, <laughs> you know, but, but, but one thing you mentioned about the old fashioned, like your mom doing it you know where it just stays overnight that's how i've seen my parents did it and my mom specifically uh, you know i'm talking and, and this was in morocco back in the days uh it, it's 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 amazing that it's worldwide and that's actually the old traditional way to do it and yes mm-hmm. the concept was that it you it takes away all the the lectins and whatever starches and all the stuff that could be there whether it's rice or beans or any of those right. things that's the same concept right. and yeah. this way it's that all the sugar business and all the bad things are gone and you're right 
uh, if it's done properly, you don't have those bloating, you know, <laughs> feelings and and the gases and all the methane and all that. And then yeah. obviously, if it's if it's well cooked, and 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 you know, it's funny you talked about pressure cookers, and you know, while we did have like in the traditional way in Morocco, for example, it's the tagines, which is a pottery thing that they use to cook right, you know, right. over, over wood and then coal and all that. Uh, they they use pressure cookers for these these specific food lentils beans and stuff to just get get rid of all that and really right. super cook them. Uh, it's amazing. I'm just listening to this and I you know I know we're talking about today's show is really you are what you eat and and uh, we have to be very mindful of of the things that we put in. There is obviously qualities to those things. I mean beans have and, and hopefully we can discuss the benefits of of what they'll do to our bodies and and, and nutrients and you know uh, value in them. But right now we're talking about like really what what to do to avoid any uh, side effects. I would say to 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 having something that's healthy or something good for our diet. I mean, a lot of folks are vegans, vegetarians, and legumes are part of their diet, and uh, you know beans are just part of it. And uh, it is probably one of the biggest sources, you know, protein, you know, such as soybeans and all all the beans. I would, I would say. So so so, uh, doctor, if you don't mind, what would be that? Uh, you know, we're talking right now about all the the side effects or the bad effects and are there any more side effects you know besides the gas and the bloating and 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 potentially like you said the ulcers that can happen and you know the digestive system the gut problems that you can get and maybe even worse things um how bad can it get you know if somebody's really having that diet and and, and dr uh cheryl you mentioned something about the babies <laughs> you know yes. they get their food from mom you know mom. at first and that's that's important. And so if if the mommies are, you know, not aware of this, you know, that could be a problem. And they may not even know uh, why my child is crying all this time. And, and maybe there is something that you you are not aware of. And hopefully people can listen and get some some feedback today and that can take home and, and maybe apply. So what do you say to that? One of the things that's actually uh, kind of important, um, especially when we're talking about uh, children, a lot of times children are, you know, playing at mom's feet and they're watching mom prepare food and so on and so forth. And, you know, mom may be preparing beans, putting the beans into pot. And while she's putting the beans in the pot, you know, she turns her head. Some of the beans don't go into the pot. They end up on the floor. It's really important to retrieve those beans and not let the child get hold of them uh, because the child may eat them raw yeah. and it actually does not take a lot of beans to create enough toxicity, particularly in a child. I mean, uh, depending on what type of bean it is, right. five raw beans can make a person mortally ill, can actually even kill a person with enough toxins. Baby is obviously significantly smaller than an adult. So eating uh, uh, just a couple of raw beans can make a baby incredibly sick. So that is something mothers uh, definitely need to be aware when they're preparing things like beans that if uncooked could be toxic, if they do drop them to make sure that they retrieve them so little junior can't get to them. And also, you know, they stick beans up their noses and their ears. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many beans I've retrieved from noses and ears. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and then, you know, when we when we start looking at that, because because you know, people do eat beans, and and like you said, you know, we have vegans who who that's the one of their major staples is 
is is is mm-hmm. beans, you know. Um, and so when we look at that, there are ways that you can you you can intake them because they are f- part of our food supply, mm-hmm. you know. And they're, and, and, and they're and they're a, a heavy part of our food supply, and especially in the in the fall and the winter time. Okay, and so when you take them in, you know. You want to also, for instance, one of the things that that you can cook with the beans to help them is things like onions and leeks and garlic because of the fact that the sulfur in that is going to also help break down. Okay. And so, and, and, and the lectin. And so when you do that, and you know, I used to think that she was putting it in there for seasoning. You know, I said, oh, that's the way you season it. You put the onions in there and, you know. For the but, taste. <laughs> right, for the taste, you know. Right. But, 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 but when you start looking at the fact of that you're, you're, you're basically, and let me say this and, and I'll get back to it. You're basically looking at the fact of that you're a chemist and your body is a chemistry factory and everything that you put in it, you wear, you think, you touch has to do with chemistry. And so when you put this food, any type of food in your body, you're dealing with the chemistry and your body has to say, hmm, what am I going to do with this chemistry that just came through here? Are we going to keep it? Are we going <laughs> to absorb it, kick it out or just store it? And so when we when it does that, you know, then you have to say, okay, so what do I need to make sure that that doesn't happen again? And so when you put them onions and the leeks and that garlic in there, what happens is is that it tastes so good. It does. It really does. (laughs) You're making me hungry right now. (laughs) (laughs) It really does taste good, you know. And so and so when you put that in there. What happens is, is that you change the molecular structure of the lectin so that the so that the sulfur now works to help to break it down so when it gets into your system, it's yummy, yummy, not oh my tummy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> love that. That's a love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean. Now, the the other thing that I tell people is this, you know, and, and, and Dr. Shaw, you know, I'm big on two things. One is digestive enzymes and the other one is probiotics. Mm-hmm. And right. so if you if you decide you want to eat some lectins and you don't want to go through the, the issue of soaking them overnight or putting them in a pressure cooker, you know, and you just want to eat them. My suggestion is to keep you from having having all that gas and all that other stuff is to is to take the digestive enzymes, you know. Because lectins can affect the body so much to the point where it can cause autoimmune deficiency syndromes. Yes. And that's actually a good tip, Dr. Akmal, um, because while hopefully people are watching our show and they're getting educated on how to do those beans, but there will be a lot of people who aren't necessarily preparing them in that way. And then we're eating out. 
So if you're eating out, you don't know how they're being prepared. So taking your digestive enzymes and your probiotics can help you from having problems with the beans when you eat out. Now, can we talk about what are some of the benefits of beans? Okay. So, so you know, they say that beans, beans, good for your heart. And that's the truth. Okay. Because the fiber in beans moves waste out of the small intestines so that the small intestines can absorb nutrients to send to the heart so the heart can circulate the blood. Okay. Also, because they're protein, protein is the building block of the body. Okay. And so because of their the protein that's in them and it's and it's usable if 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 they're broken down properly the protein is usable, okay? Because a lot of times we'll put in protein and it's not usable, but the protein is usable. So you're gonna find yourself having more energy. You're gonna find you're gonna find that that uh, um, your muscles function in such a way where you don't get cramps and 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 feel sluggish. They don't feel tired. That kind of thing. And and the other piece of that is is that once it moves stuff through the gut. You also find that the brain becomes energized because of the factor of that. So, so beans, beans are definitely good for us. But again, you 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 should be eating them in their season. And you should never, you should never eat beans raw. You know. Um now, if you decide now what, I mean, a lot of people eat beans very partially cooked lightly cooked a lot of people who are on raw food diets um will eat peas in their right. salads and peas you know they're in the legume family and they you know contain lectins um is it dangerous for them to eat those raw or partially cooked peas in a salad or even in a lot of asian dishes is it enough that the peas are just slightly blanched because that's a, a very common practice with the Asian dishes and, and many other um, cultural dishes will just have the peas very lightly blanched. So is it safe to eat them that way? Well, again, it's, it's, it, it's, it's how your body's going to react to it. Um, and everybody's body is different. The, the thing is, is that for instance, the Asians, one of the things that the Asians do is, you know, they balance food. Okay. You know, they, they, it, it went, when, when I went to China to study, it blew my mind the way that they ate. It just blew my mind because the food that they serve here in the U.S. is, is, is American Chinese food. Okay. It's not, it's not, um, um, Chinese food that they eat in, in China. Okay. I didn't I didn't see no shrimp fried rice and no hukang or whatever that whatever else they have have here. But when they when they when they do um cook foods, they they balance the energy of the food more so than for taste. And so when they eat legumes, they always balance that with something that's going to make sure that it digests. And see, in this country, we just have no idea what to eat. We just off the chart, you know. 
and and with within the Asian culture, and I studied both Japanese medicine, Michio Kushi, um, and and I studied um, Chinese uh, uh, um, food therapy. And so with that, you know, you look at you look at the seasons, you look at the organs of the season, then you look at the foods that have the energy for that season, so that when you eat that food, what will happen is is that you will then begin to get the nutrients from it. And so when we start talking about, about lectins, you know, we have to talk about the fact that, yes, they are problematic. They're very problematic. Mm-hmm. But they also provide us with certain nutrients or help the body to, re- to, to absorb nutrients. And that's basically what we want, you know. However, now, would, would lectins be considered one of the nutrient dense foods? Um, not necessarily, because of the factor of of its ability not to um, not to be absorbed. Okay, so so we would use lectin as a broom. Mm-hmm. Okay, to 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 sweep out. That's why. You know, you might you might put a lectin and 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 it's a bad combination. But I grew up eating it. <laughs> Beans and rice. Beans and rice. Oh, yes. we, we, we love we right love those. Boy. You know, all somebody it, loves them. All <laughs> <in the> world. <laughs> you can't you can't go wrong with that combo. Right. Story, you right? know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and and you know, you have starch and protein, and they're not they they're not compatible. But for some reason. It tastes so when good. You put, oh my God. <laughs> when you put those two together, they go in and they do their job. You don't have you don't have that bloating and <clears throat> and all those other things because of the lectins. So somewhere, somehow, the rice and the beans, when they come together, they balance the flora in the gut. So that what happens is, is that the gut now recognizes what they are, breaks it down, moves the waste byproducts out, and boom. Because if you eat beans, if you eat beans today, tomorrow morning you see them in a stool. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you see them as fiber. You know, you see them as fiber because that's what they do. They're supposed to go through and pull everything out. They they do the same thing that green vegetables do. Green right. vegetables go in and move everything out. Boom. And so and so when you when you when you eat lectins and you eat them properly, you know what will happen is um, you will you will then begin to see that um, one they regulate the bowel, and two they move out any waste that's that's been trapped in the bowel tract. Now, it's kind of really interesting when we talk about how the beans and rice, although they really, they shouldn't be eaten together, but yet they are eaten together and they're complementary and, and, and it works. I find it interesting that we kind of naturally gravitate towards uh, combining certain tastes that do things like that. For example, uh, we put uh, cinnamon on our sweet potatoes and and things that have sugars, we put cinnamon in them and they help to regulate the insulin and cinnamon on sweet potatoes tastes so good. We tend to combine things that work 
in a complimentary uh, fashion. And we've been doing it for eons. Mm-hmm. How did people know to put these things together? You know, how does our body tell us that these things go together and they're going to, to nourish us uh, the most effectively and prevent us from, from getting sick. I mean, I guess a, a lot of people probably died along the way, combining stuff and, and, and trying stuff and sampling stuff until we got it figured out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, if I may, that, there's another possibility, which is, you know, uh, people use these two combos, like you mentioned, rice and beans, but again, culturally, there's other things that they might have in addition with their meals, and maybe that's that's what's helping to break down differently, or maybe avoiding some. Uh, and again, in, in the, the Spanish culture, there's rice and beans, but there's 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 meats there. There's other things that that are part of it. The, the spices also are part of that. Lots of pepper. Lots of peppers. Uh, maybe there again. You mentioned Dr. Uh, Akmal. You said something about the body is all chemicals, right? And it's all chemical. You know, <laughs> factory working Chem- the, the magic. That stuff is all happening at the same time. To your point, maybe the rice and 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 you know the the beans as they get together with all the other spices, they mm-hmm. start doing their own business and understand. And the body kind of uh, works better that way. Uh, also, you mentioned something about the probiotics, and and, and I do have a question. We can get back to it later, uh, which is basically which ones you know people can use, you know, maybe to help. Uh, and finally, before I, I, I you know, I just want to. This is maybe a funny question, but I know you mentioned something about the heart, but um, there is a myth about kidneys shaped as in the real the, our body kidneys. Is there an actual correlation to that, or is that a myth? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't yeah, really work talking, for the for the I, kidneys. <laughs> are you talking about kidney beans? Kidney work for kidney beans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, kidney beans. Kid the 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 heat from the kidney beans balance the energies of the kidneys. Interesting. That's like black beans. If you're anemic and you cook black beans and you drink the juice of the black beans, Mm. it'll get rid of, it'll heal the anemia. Mm -hmm. And and it'll increase the blood flow. You know, women that I've worked with who were in a state of gestation, which is pregnancy, I would have them to drink black beans at least once a week to, to in, reinforce things like uh, um, folic acid, things like the B vitamins. Um, you're talking you're talking about things like magnesium. So 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 that so that as they as they continue in their trimesters, their blood would be nice and their body would be healthy. Wow. So so when we use beans, we 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 can use beans as either food or we can use it as a medicine. Yeah. And and if we understand and medicine be thy food and then food be thy medicine. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so if we if if we begin to look at that <clears throat> and see our issue as humans, and especially here in North America, is the fact that we want it to taste good. We don't want, I don't want nothing sour, bitter. Oh, no, I ain't doing that. Right. You know, and, and, and those are the foods that we need. 
like I said, seasonal. So each season, as I said, a set of organs are at their peak. This is the season for the lungs, large intestines. This is the season when the body starts to look for warmth. This is the season of spices. Mm -hmm. This is when you start to put spices on your food. Yep. So that in the wintertime, you really engage things like cayenne pepper. You know, I mean, I mean, hot stuff. Okay. But this is the season when you start to warm. Because in the springtime, that's the season when you start to get cool things. Right. So that, so that in the summertime, you give the coolest of the coolest because of the heat of the summer. And the summer has to do, which we're, we're, we're moving out of now. The summer has to has to deal with the um the heart, small intestines, which has to be deal with digestion and blood circulation of nutrients. Yeah. But it also has to deal with the pericardium, which protects the heart, and the sand jowl. The sand jowl, the three burning spaces, the pelvis, the abdomen, and the chest. And that's all digestive. Your digestive tract goes from here to here. Okay. And so, and so it goes through those three burning spaces. Mm -hmm. And so, and so as we move into, into autumn, you know, we want to, the spices help to keep that mucus away because this is the season when all of the stuff that we did in the spring and the summer, Come back and say, you know, you ate all of that, all of that snots and stuff all the time now. Now here it comes building up on you. Here it comes building up on you. And you're talking about we're the Kleenex. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. And and the interesting thing is this: there are two cleansing seasons and there's two fortifying seasons. I teach this in a class that's coming up. And the spring and the autumn are cleansing seasons. The winter and the summer are fortifying seasons. This is when you fortify the nutrients in the body. And see, if we if we understand that and eat the foods in the season in the manner that we should, what then begins to happen is, is that the body stays healthy and we don't wind up having issues. What you're going to see now, and, 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 and Dr. Shell, you probably see it, see it a lot, it, within the next two to three months is people with bowel issues, bowel mm -hmm. and lung issues mm -hmm. because of the fact that this is a season. This is a season. If we, if we really wanted to get rid of COVID, this is the season to do it. Okay. Because of the fact that this is the season. If, if in the summertime we did what we needed to do so that the, so that the blood is rich in nutrients, and the small intestines has done its job and we don't have no waste floating around. During this season, we oxygenate the blood. The blood increases and powers those nutrients to mm -hmm. do nothing but enhance the immune system so that anything that knocks at the door, the immune system say, go find somebody else. You can't come up in here. Mm -hmm. And we can and we can get rid of that. And if you know, because if we if we go back to the beginning of of COVID, COVID came right after the lung season. 
It came in the wintertime. Now I'm going to inter interrupt you here, and I'm going to ask you a political question, um, because this is something that has just come up uh, to today. I saw it in the news that uh, our governor here in California is talking about making this the first state that is uh, is making it basically illegal for doctors to have these kind of conversations, talk about building the immune system as opposed to go take the shot. Um, and wow. uh, we can possibly lose our licenses. Uh, wow. And for, 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 for those us like myself, where I have to give my patients all of the information and the risk and the benefits, and then I believe my patients should be allowed to make the choice that they feel is best for them. That kind of language isn't going to be accepted. It's you know, it's the toe the company line, you know, make everybody get the shot, so on, so forth. Mm. How do you feel, Dr. Ottenwell, about talking about building systemic cellular immunity as the treatment as opposed to pushing? these immunizations and all, how effective do you think that would be as a therapeutic modality in terms of getting rid of COVID? <laughs> that would be tragic, straight out. Because not 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 that I'm against, against, against getting a shot. If a person decides they want to get a shot, well, go get your shot. I, 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 you know, I don't have no problem with that. My issue is this. You can't demand me to do something because you say that I have to do this. You see, you take away my rights. I mean, it's 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 like what just happened with, with, with the abortion. So oh, that yeah. means that... Oh, that don't even start down that road. <laughs> that, that in a minute, we will have no rights. Yes. In a minute. So that means that the Constitution doesn't mean anything. Right. The fact that because of the fact that you dictated to me that I have to do X, Y, and Z. And if I don't, you're going to lock me up. So. It's frightening implications for us as providers because it opens the door for them down the line to make decisions that will be against the best interest and could be even detrimental to our patients and yet we can be forced to toe the company line i i, I have major issues with that and and see the the other piece of that is this did you not take a creed to do no harm? Above all, do no harm. So now, if somebody, so so he's a governor, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go up into the governor's house and say, yo, boy, this is the way you need to run California. You hear what I'm saying? I know how to run it. Because I don't run the streets. I just try to take over his job. Right. I don't have any, I don't have any education in politics to tell him how to run California. 
So if he didn't go to medical school, he doesn't have any degree in that. How can he dictate what it is that you should be talking about in terms of your patient? And the thing is, if he's he's listening to advisors, well, if the advisors are all on one side of the spectrum, shutting down the other side is is dangerous. I mean, we have had tremendous, particularly in the last, say, 10 years, tremendous advancements in medicine. Mm. And those advancements come from people like me mm. challenging the system. Asking the questions, yes, I know this is the status quo, and this is the way that we've always viewed medicine, and this is the way that we've always viewed the body, but what if things, what if we try things a little bit differently, or what if it doesn't function exactly the way that we thought it did, or what if that medication that we've been using actually is creating more harm than good? If we didn't ask those kind of questions, we would not have the kind of advancements that we've seen in the last 10 years or so. I mean, I mean, we've had huge advancements over, you know, hundreds of years, but definitely it's been like on warp speed and COVID pushed it that much faster. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is a very dangerous position he's, 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 placing us in as as providers and i think the other thing that's very dangerous about it is that if he does go down this road and there are several other states that are talking about following down this road i think that a lot of providers are going to jump ship because we did take that oath and we took it in all earnestness and we meant it you know we're here to heal and to help and if we are being forced to do things that may or may not be in the best interest of our patients, at night, every night, I have to lay down with myself and examine my conscience and say, have I done the best for my patients or have I done more harm than, than good? And if I can't lay down with myself and know that I've done for the best, the best for my patients because I'm being forced to do what someone who has no interest in my patients mm -hmm. is telling me to do in order to keep my job mm -hmm. or keep from going to jail, then I probably am going to want a different job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other piece of that is this, is the fact that if we go back and look into his campaign finance, <laughs> did... <laughs> one of them pharmaceutical companies give him a little bit of push monetarily so that he could be in that position to say yeah. that so that they can continue to make their money. Because when you talk about, about, about taking herbs and, 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 and things of that nature, what happens is, is that, that means that I just took $5 from their pocket when they wanted the $20. So now they only got 15 and I got five. Right. See, I mean, so, so, so that's the piece that's happening. I believe with politicians and, 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 and this coronavirus, this coronavirus 
you know, what, what, what people don't realize, this coronavirus was a moneymaker. Yes, it was for a lot of people. <laughs> it was right. It was a it was a moneymaker. And so now it's like, how do we keep that money keep going? Yes. You see, because, you gotta keep boosting stirs. people. <laughs> right. You see, I mean, because because if you're getting billions of dollars when it first jumped off, I I wanna buy two more boats. I need four more houses. <laughs> You see, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, is that, you know, for me, in a situation like that, I'd find out how to put a class action suit together. Mm -hmm. Because, because I can't go into the governor's mansion and, or his office or his or her office and tell them how to run the country, how to run the state. So you haven't been to medical school, so you can't tell me how to run medicine. I mean, that's a conflict of interest. It, it I mean, it, mm -hmm. it really is. It's a conflict of interest. And so, and so the first person that passes over to the other side because of, because of, uh, of the governor's ignorance would be the first time that people should start to sue the government for that death. Mm-hmm. You see, mm -hmm. because of the fact that that governor had no business with his head in medicine because he ain't went to school for it. Now, if if Dr. Fauci come up and say some stuff like that, he got a little more lean way because but he also has some, some very significant conflicts of interest. Right. You see? And so and so the the the, the piece of that is is the fact that. And see, I, I try to stay out of politics because if I get in politics, I'm gonna be in trouble. That politics is gonna be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So I start kind of stay back from that, you know, because of the way I'm thinking about. It. But but yes, the, yes. the piece of that is, is 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 true to what you said. So what happens in a case like that is the people suffer mm -hmm. because because that's like. Uh, uh, um, gynecologists. When gynecologists started to get sued a lot, you got a lot of them that said, okay, so wait, I don't do that procedure no more. Exactly. Um, exactly. Go, go, go find somebody that does that procedure. I don't mess with that. Exactly. Okay. And so, and so that's the piece that's going to start to, that's going to start to happen. And so now the people are going to yeah. suffer. Because of the yeah. fact that the same thing happened, the, the same thing happened with family practitioners. I mean, it used yeah. to be that family practitioners did everything, including delivering babies, and we worked in emergency rooms. And now, if you're in a big city, um, say Hurricane lives there in New York, I wouldn't even dream of going to New York and thinking that I was going to deliver babies mm. or work in an emergency room. Because now, because of litigation, it's yeah. too dangerous for the provider. Mm -hmm. The institutions aren't even going to hire you because they're afraid of the backlash that they'll get in malpractice if they yeah. used a non-board non certified yeah. emergency room physician or a non-board certified OBGYN. And so while they need more 
ER doctors and they need more uh, doctors delivering babies. You have family practitioners who can't and won't do it. And the people get hurt. And the result of that is that when you go outside of the cities and you get into these rural areas, there's also a dearth in physicians for them who will provide those services. So women who are pregnant out in the country may have to travel for hours mm -hmm. just to have their baby delivered because the system has gotten twisted. Yeah. Well, so if, if I may, doctors, I, you, you know, I know we're getting into the, the, the politics of this. <laughs> and, and so and believe me, I would love to go in there. You know, I, you know I'm in the insurance world and I, I can tell you stories <laughs> about all this <laughs> stuff. And, and you mentioned New York and, and I, I happen to live in Jersey and work in New York. So it's a little, oh. you know, it's a, it's a little different situation. Jersey is a little less, you know, complex as, as in, in New York. And, but right. I can tell you both sides, they, they, they were rough. And yeah. I am actually just listening to you. I, I was just kind of, ooh, I mean, really, that's a, that's a, like, that's almost like a terrifying decision to, to even hear uh, yeah. that's being decreed here, you know, and, and, and shared with the public. But you know what? What we're doing today is a show to show people how to really take care of their health and, and really build their immune system. Hopefully, people will, education is key, right? So if we can give enough yeah. of this to them, hopefully people will know what decisions they have to take. And, and regardless of what the government would say, you know, they'll still do. And a lot of people did that during Corona. I mean, one thing yes. that we, we lacked immediately in Corona was, and, and I, I, I can, I'm, I'm a witness to this because my wife is in the fitness world and we have a fitness yeah. company. We were shut down. <laughs> so, so yeah. gyms were, you know, right. whenever there was something that's going to build your immune system, it was not, open you could not do a lot of activity unless you go outdoors and do your thing and, and you're in california forget it i mean that's a state that was locked down probably more than any other state mm -hmm. uh, if i'm not mistaken right uh you know yet we have florida who has not shut down at all and people oh. were still you know having their stuff and uh, the rates were not any different you know than any other state if not even less uh, i'm talking about yeah. mortality and and you know all the other yes. stuff so it's amazing where people were engaged doing their part. They lived a healthy living, you know, concept with, with right. Corona. They survived it. And, you know, for the majority. Now, of course, there are tragedies. People died. And we know that's for a fact. But but uh, the bottom line is, you know, we need just to make sure that people understand how their bodies work. The immune system is, is, is needing, you know, certain things. We're talking about, you know, some good food here <laughs> that potentially can help them. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And and but you're right. I mean, if you think about it, if you're not going to be able to make the right decisions, you, you might want to change your locations because it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. It is crazy. Uh, but but and, and Doctor Akma, yeah. you know, the bottom line is that most people want to do the right thing for themselves, and most people want to be given the information to empower them mm -hmm. to self care. And to, you know, to, to do it as naturally as possible. And so talking about, you know, how we eat is a prime way to boost our cellular immunity and um, to ensure that we, you know, we all, we all want to live long lives, but we really want to live long healthy lives, you know, we don't say that, but that's really what we want. You know, we don't want a, a long difference. We want a long, healthy life. And that is determined by 
lifestyle mm-hmm. and you know what we eat and how we care for our bodies so you know having people like your wife available to to educate on on fitness and 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 hurricane is out there doing his his part if you check in and you know watch his tiktok videos you'll see him working it out you know we 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 want to talk about nutrition and you know to broaden people's horizons because you know we're all in our own little area and we generally kind of tend to get stuck eating certain foods that we're familiar with but if we broaden our horizons uh, we can incorporate other foods that you know may come from someplace else but they're still within season. So we need to educate ourselves about what's growing in season and where it's coming from, because you can import foods from other places. But the key, as Dr. Akmal always points out, is that you want to eat it in season. And if I may, that's actually a big point. That, and I've had a few shows before where with uh, discussions about nutrition. And that that is one of the things that, that was very common across all these shows is that because of the way we live today and because to your point food is being exported in off season and people are eating not in the right you know time it is affecting the health you know period and out and that's been consensus across all the people that all the guests have had that talked about this it's almost the same topic that that we we just resurfaces every time uh we are not like like traditionally you would go to the farm you know like winter you have certain foods uh, summertime, you have certain foods, and and that's all you have. It's not like these speed farms where you have things that that are being generated and off off time, and and they're not as healthy. And there is a correlation. And again, you know, uh, Dr. Akmal, you know this, you know more than anyone. I mean, you have more knowledge about food and nutrition than than a lot of people that potentially are watching this, you know, uh, in the whole world. And this is not even in, in the states; it's going to be all over the world as a show. All so, right. So you know, so when you when you start when you start looking at at foods and seasons you know you 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 really have to look at the factor that what grows around your area within a hundred miles radius mm-hmm. see because that has the same energy that your body has and it has the nutrients that your body needs the other piece of that though, though is this <clears throat> if you're from another country then you should also incorporate foods from that country that you would eat during that season. See, because because a lot of people that come from Africa, the Caribbean, places of that nature, what happens? What happens is they want to come to America because we're supposed to be the greatest. So they come and then they start eating that garbage. And they forget about what they've been eating all of those years. And then they wind up having cancer and diabetes and hypertension and stroke mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is their body's saying, you remember when you used to give me them peas and rice? What happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that kind of thing. So, so what I tell, what I tell my patients who, who are from, from other countries is, that eat foods that are in season here, but also find foods, because there's a lot of Caribbean, African, Latin markets, so they're getting these foods. Go eat those foods, because this sad eating habit that they got in America, 
is killing people. Mm -hmm. The food is actually killing us. Growing up, growing up in the U.S. in the 50s, the food was wonderful. You take a grape, and the grape had a big seed in it. The grape was sweet. You eat a watermelon, the watermelon had seeds in it. We used to we used to do a spitting contest with the seeds. <laughs> okay. I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see who can spit the seed the farthest. <laughs> but because we're dealing with genetic modification, we're dealing with Montesantos who has monopoly over seeds. We're dealing with other folks who are manipulating seeds. The food is killing us. That's why it's imperative that we eat foods in seasons. On um, the 15th of September, I'll be doing a four-week program that's called Cleansing Within Autumn to Enhance the Immune System. Mm-hmm. During that, that four weeks, I'll be talking about why it's important to eat foods in the season and how it builds the immune system and the internal body. See, because if we, if we use food as medicine, then we stay healthy. You know, you know in the Bible, they talked about people living at 360 years old. Now we can barely get past 70. <laughs> so we have to, so we have to, we have to kind of look at that. We have to look at the, the way that we're eating foods and what the foods are eating and how the foods are eating. For instance, sea moss. Yeah. We're about to talk about that, right? <laughs> everybody, I'm glad that up. <laughs> everybody is and 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 Everybody is doing CMOS. A lot of people are doing CMOS because they saw Kardashian two years ago talk about her, her thing with CMOS. Dr. Sebi talked yeah. about CMOS. He was the first one to talk about CMOS. In the 70s, in 72, when I was training hard as a martial artist, we used to use CMOS. We used to use Irish moss, which is called Chandra Crispus. Okay. And it was wonderful. And I use it. I have a formula now that I put it in. But what people don't understand about, about sea mosses is that there are times when you when you take straight sea moss, and then there's times when you mix sea moss with grass. For instance, the summer and the winter. Are straight sea moss times. You can take straight sea moss. Why? Well, in the summertime, you're going to the beach. Mm -hmm. But in the wintertime, the kidneys rule. They rule the water. They're connected to the sea. Their taste is salt. Okay. In the fall, and the spring, you add grasses. 
Why? Because that's when the in the springtime the grass is growing. In the fall, the grass is now going back into its roots. So if you're putting in too much salt during those two seasons, it can affect your thyroid, the pituitary gland, which now means it's going to affect your sexual organs. It can affect your kidneys. Your kidneys have to do with your reproductive system. And, and, and you got to understand that a lot of people are getting buked. They really, they really getting buked because everybody's talking about this is Irish moss. This is Irish moss. This is Irish. Irish moss comes from Ireland, um, Norway, Sweden. Irish moss has to come out of cold water. Genus Gacilleria comes out of Jamaica and the Caribbean. That's what a lot of people are getting, and people are calling it Chandra Crispus, which is Irish moss. When you talk about minerals, you get a lot of minerals from it. Mm -hmm. There's over 12,000 different seaweeds. Walker made a using sushi. Right. Hajiki. They use on Japanese food. Dulse. Kelp. Kelp is very powerful. Kelp. Mm -hmm. and, and in my formula, I have all of these. Kelp helps to get rid of radiation poison. Okay. So if I go to the hospital and get an x-ray, I come home and do two things. One of them is I soak them ligams overnight, them beans overnight, and I eat them, and especially navy beans. Because navy beans assist in eliminating radiation poisoning. So I take the kelp, put the kelp in the water, so that when I eat them, I'm getting that radiation out of my system. Things like cadmium, you know, arsenic. Yeah. So when we start talking about and 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 the modern the modern word is moss. We call it seaweed mm -hmm. back in the day. Back in the day, it was like, yo, you get some of that right. seaweed was over there. Algae. You know? <laughs> and. And it's also about how people how people work with it, right? What they put in it, you know. People making smoothies, putting milk in it, putting this in it, putting bananas in it, all of that that kills it. People don't realize it that it kills it. The reason that you put the grass with it because the grass during those two seasons build it with the chlorophyll. And what chlorophyll does is chlorophyll peripherates the blood cell. So it cleanses the blood cell and makes maintains the integrity of the blood cell so that the minerals 
from the sea moss can be absorbed in the body and the body can function in such a way where healing is going on within the body. Now, Dr. Akmal, if someone wanted to get a good quality CMOS, where would be the best place for them to look for it? They would, they, uh, they would. And how would they, and how would they take it? Okay. So um, they could contact me because I have good seaweed, uh, CMOS. But what you want to make sure is, is that you want to make sure that whoever you, you, you purchase it from, you should make sure that their quality is good. You know, you should make sure that they're getting authentic sea moss. Mm -hmm. And because, and because sea moss has become a, a commodity now, now everybody's selling sea moss. Matter of fact, I was driving down the street the other day and somebody had put one of them signs out saying, we got good sea moss. I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, <laughs> here we go, you know. But selling sea moss and mangoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, you know, you and, and I guess during next summer, you'll see people on the corner saying, I got sea moss here. You get your sea moss over here. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> But but I would I would tell people to 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 make sure that the quality of it is good, and then mm -hmm. you know I would say I have a I have a rule that I use, and it's called five and two. Five days on, two days off, and and the way that I have people to really deal with that is is tell them say. Monday through Friday, you taking this. Saturday and Sunday, you don't take mm -hmm. that way. You're not trying to figure out when did I start? When do I have to end? You know, right. That kind of thing. And and, you know, each season, you know, you 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 put it in differently because of the mm -hmm. fact of the way that you want to get the the minerals from it. And again, as I said, you know, especially in the in the fall and and in the um in the spring. You want to add you want to add grasses to it. Um, our, our component has wheat grass, barley grass. Um, off my off top of my head, I can't remember the rest of the grasses in it. But you want right. to you but you want to get that chlorophyll in there because of the fact that, that during this season, this is a season of chlorophyll. You know, as this mm -hmm. as, as the trees turn turn oranges brown. That's that chlorophyll coming out, going back deep into the roots. And so you, your body is doing that because now, now your body, your digestive tract is starting to slow itself down, which means that everything is starting to go back inside for the healing for the winter because the winter is the most mm -hmm. powerful healing system of them all. It would be nice if people in the wintertime, when, when, when December 21st came, the first day of, of winter, people, people call their boss and say, all right, now you know you got to pay me through the winter, but I'm going to stay home and hibernate. I'm going to hibernate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
And, and, and most of the healing in our body does happen when we're sleeping. And so that that extended night of winter does create that space for that to happen. And, and so uh, we're, you know, we're coming close to uh, the 90-minute the mark, and uh, we need to kind of start wrapping up. What, very briefly, would be the key takeaway points that you want our audience to have? And can you give us your contact information, which we will have posted um, when we air the episode so that all of our listening audience can easily reach you and get that information. What I'd like to leave people with is this. Your body is a temple. Your body is a chemistry factory. You're the chemist. Mm -hmm. Be aware of what you put in it. Be aware of how you think about things. Be aware of what you wear in terms of clothes because your skin is the largest detoxifying organ of the body. I would say take digestive enzymes, probiotics, and make sure the probiotics come out of the refrigerator. The ones that I suggest to my patients is called PB8. Okay. Eat foods in their seasons. Drink plenty of pure distilled water. And love yourself. <laughs> That's some powerful stuff. <laughs> We're going to highlight that one. That's like that. Forget about it. That's like really the advice of life. So <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you, you've had so many great tips and I, you know, there was just so much to unpackage. I kept wanting to run off on, on you know, different, I mean, we, could, we could spend hours on any one of the things that uh, we were talking about. So we definitely would love to have you come back, my brother. And, uh, yes share some more of your your knowledge with us and we definitely recommend that those of you who have listened to the show tonight go check out dr akmal's information check out one of his classes he has fabulous classes with fabulous information uh, you can also check us out at either one of our sites you can check me out um, at dr cheryl bryant bruce cheryl bryant bruce md.com and uh you know hurricane uh, where can they look for your information and our shows yeah it will be all over the nbc network the iHealth channel iHealth radio the websites I i'll post it all over the place trust me <laughs> if you're yes, out there you're gonna see us. you're gonna hear it <laughs> and, and you, you will find us and yes. you can find me at dr akmalspeaks.com and we will have that on the description of the show and we will also have a link directly so when someone goes to to the site they'll click on your picture, your side, and they'll come right to you. And they can order the right stuff, the good stuff that you have. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Well, Dr. Akmal, it's been a pleasure. So much and for I thank joining you us. Very much for allowing me to um, be part of your energy and your evening. 
this evening. Be well, enjoy yourself as you peacefully walk in health. Davo. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So much. And thank you to our listening audience for joining us to, to hear these wonderful bites of, of information that will help you to grow in wellness and to help you have healthy longevity. Remember that you are your greatest asset. Invest in yourself. We're Chatters That Matter. Let's talk about it. I'm Dr. Cheryl Bryant-Bruce, MD, the celebrity doc. And we have with us Hurricane okay. H. Well, folks, thank you for being with us. It's been great. A lot of information. So stay tuned and uh, check out the site. Check out the, the links and get the information. And come back and join us again soon. See ya. Have a great week. Bye for now. Have fun.